Let's go live in three, two. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? I have now blocked my fantasy football team out of my life. What? And so I'm doing great. I'm great. How is that you possible? Know? You're you're hosting a podcast about fantasy football. Uh, yeah, but like hosting, I'm not a participant anymore. Oh, you're just all. a third party commentator at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that makes you a little bit exactly. less biased. Exactly. No, I, I actually I told multiple people this week I don't know how to be an O and seventeen. Like how how trick. does one do this? I've never seen it before. I and we have two. Oh, and seven Two. teams are only. I've, I, I, I honestly can't remember ever seeing that's crazy an O and seven team. I was going to ask you that. And we have that, two of them. That was my, my, I was thinking about questions to ask you this morning. And the first one on the top of my mind was Have you ever seen a league that has not one, but two, let alone? Can't, one I can't remember ever seeing one. I, I know that's, and that's why I, was like, I have never seen it, but I, I don't have as much league experience across multiple leagues because I tend to be a, a one dog hunt pack, one, one man wolf pack. Uh, but the, uh, it's remarkable. It's a neat trick, but I was also looking at and, and, uh, no disrespect to the man waiting for us on the line to be introduced here presently, but I do think you have a really good shot. I'm putting my money on you this week. Uh, so I think you're going to get that win. I do. I really do. I think you look good. Yeah, but it is, it is a neat trick and I'm curious, how are you doing really? Or if you're willing to open up that, uh, that side of it or is it really just blocked out you're like all right I, i've set up myself to coast and you know got my trades and keepers in mind and other than that uh you're focusing on other leagues or daily fantasy or is there still a part of you that is kind of like but i do hope i win this week oh no i, I there's definitely part of me that's like I, I really want to win this week and you know you see me out there i'm still grinding the waiver wire i added like i thought i made like three pretty I good ads that, off yeah. waiver wire yeah, I, was, yeah. I was quicker than I got texts on Sunday morning from both Jared Lorenz and Chris Windsor that said I beat them by 10 seconds on Isaiah Pacheco. Like they were, they were adding him. Wow. And then it said he was no longer available because I, I had, I had grabbed him and it was like, That's I crazy. literally woke, I literally woke up 60 seconds before I added him and I saw some, uh, some news alert on my phone that, you know, he was going to be the starter for the chiefs that yep. Sunday. And I was like, well, that's the kind of guy I want to add, you know, maybe he'll, you know, come out and, be the Chiefs running back for the rest of the season. So yeah. added added him as quick as I could, and I kind of hastily dropped someone. And I was like, I don't know if I want to drop them or not, but I I don't know who else to drop, so I'm dropping him. And uh, so I'm glad I made that ad. But yeah, I'm still out there trying to make moves, trying to win, um, trying to you know better my team as much as I can for this season and next. You know, now now I've kind of always have this like dual mentality uh, with every move of, well, is this going to help me? both this season and next and you know sometimes a move may be fully for one or the other and that's mm-hmm. fine but um yeah it's it's different for sure but i still want to i still want to win and yeah there's still part of me is like well there's seven games left if you know like well now travis Etienne's arrow is pointing way up and if you know he gets really hot and yeah. you know the, some of my other players start being better than they have been I, sure. oh, maybe we could draw a run maybe make, make some noise here at least at least try to stay out of the last place team uh and like i don't even want to be in the last place team so yeah um try to stay out of that and uh so 
We'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know, to, ha- to have a shot at the toilet bowl with the way the sleeper bracket is set up, you cannot be the 11th or 12th place team. You've got to be at least the 10th place team to have a shot at the toilet bowl, which is like, you know, like a, a little cash prize at the end of the season. So I want to try to get to the 10th go. place. That's something. So that, that, that's the goal. See, uh, so I, I think Scott, that's great. Scott is, in, Scott is in my radar. I'm trying, trying to catch Scott. Good for you. I'm, I'm <laughs> happy for you. I'm not patronizing you. Well, maybe a little. And I'm excited because I was going to ask you about the, the toilet bowl and how much of a redemption. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's the carrot and the stick at play here. The carrot being, okay, the toilet bowl is, is a total respectable thing. I and mean, it says that you tried hard all the way through the season, uh, despite whatever losses you may have racked up. And then the, the stick of it is, of course, the combine and hopefully a very high bar of video production to go with the combine that has been set and nobody wants to do that. Uh, and I, I don't blame them. I don't want to we'll see. We'll see. I think whoever gets last place this year, their goal cannot be to top video production. Cause obviously that cannot happen. Their <laughs> goal is going to be to top physical scores. And so to actually get a better score than you on, on sure. all the combine trails. Well, so can, that's that where my focus would be is <laughs> hardcore training. If, if, if that were my fate, I would be doing hardcore training on exactly those combine drills to be like, all right, I'm gonna yeah. bench at least once. I'm gonna beat your 40 time and doing everything I can to, to get yeah. there. So that 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 would be that would be the goal. Not to uh uh go production quality, but to actually go for right. uh physical I'll have to go on my actual, you know, my timer didn't have the the hundredth of a second. I'll have to go right. report my hundredth in for you if that's the case. So <laughs> yeah. we can really narrow it down i think the only thing oh, i'm yeah. proud of was my 40 so i don't think you have a ton other uh uh high bar for that uh, you can certainly jump higher than me I, i'll give you that right oh. now <laughs> like <laughs> um, all of your children uh, can jump higher than me uh, at any age uh but i'm gonna claim my my handicap status in that regard but the yeah. uh uh i I am for you. I like the idea. I'm, I'm, I hope to have Brock on the air soon because I want to get his perspective too. Does he feel like there's a dog in the fight? He's got an advantage in that uh, historically his narrative has aimed for the latter half of the season and maybe like him or like you, there's a run to yeah. be potentially had there. Right, right. I don't know. It'd be curious, but I'm glad to hear that you still got a dog in the fight if I'll be at a chihuahua. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I, I will. I will not quit. I'm not 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 ever going to quit for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, but it, it is it is ridiculously uh, odd or frustrating or both that yeah. um, zero and seven because there are leaves with teams where someone drafted it and never touched it in, and they have won a game in their first seven, uh-huh. and yeah. and yet here we are. Yeah, so. it's it is remarkable. I don't. I mean, maybe later we'll take a deeper dive into. The, the ins and outs of that, but I don't think it's necessary. It is what it is <laughs> and, and yeah. neat trick. And it, I, it can't last um, because you have I mean, the, the regression will happen this season. I'm calling it. Uh, yeah. And I believe it could happen this week here to give us an opinion on that today. We welcome Brian kid to the show. Brian, welcome to truth and recon. Glad to have you here today. How are you, buddy? I am great, and you're absolutely right. Pete definitely has a chance, and that is not pandering. That is just me being a realist. 
I think it's there. Uh, Pete may be um, afraid to give himself as much of a confident nod that we are, but I do think it's there. I don't want to be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Pete, it would be my honor for you to get your first win against me. Yeah. Well, it looks like Zeke's going to be out, so that'll change the picture a little All bit right. here as let's, well. Let's do some reverse deprecation. Peter, tell me why you'd be most worried to lose up against Brian. Like what, what, what threats does he have against you this week? And Brian, I'm going to ask you the same question, vice versa. I mean, he just has an overall stronger team, uh, uh, than, than I do. I, you know, there are some, some player situations and matchups that I think don't necessarily work in his favor, but overall it's just better players. Um, and you know, it's proved that I was just looking Actually, I want to you know, congratulate both of you over the, Last four weeks, Brian, you've averaged 142 points, and Seth, you've averaged 147 points. Thank you. Um, those are very, very respectable, and uh, I'll, I'll even say good uh, averages over the last four weeks. So y'all, y'all picked up a little uh, little steam here when uh, there's been some low-spring weeks in, in that time uh, across the league as well. So um, good job to both of you. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Brian um, probably has – almost like a similar team to me where we're both running quarterbacks off the waiver wire. Um, we got, you know, a, like one good running back and then um, but Brian just has stronger wide receivers, but uh, n- n- neither of us have a player projected for more than 17 points. You know, like you look at the, the really good teams in the league that have, you know, like I was looking at Charles, uh, a little bit ago, he's got like three players projected for over 20 points. Right. Um, and, you know, that that's like such a key when you've got those, you know, core foundational guys that are going to, you know, be out there getting you 20 plus points a week. Um, it, it's huge. So, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of looking similar for this week. Our, our scores are very tightly projected. So definitely reason for hope for me, but not, uh, you know, not wanting to get my hopes too high because uh, that has happened before. And I, you know, even la- last week looking like could have got a win. That's happened a couple of times. Uh, well, sure. it was looking like could have got a win, but uh, just stumbled and fell at the end. So. Yeah. Well, good take Brian. What do you think? Looking at Pete's team. Uh, CD lamb and Chris Olave. <laughs> I think I've played against. This is the second time I've played against Olave this year. Mm-hmm. And He's just so good. I going back to that trade. Everyone else was giving it a lot of grief, and I, I think it was a lot more even than people would give credit for. Um, I, I think Alave is a legitimate superstar, and will be. And he scares me. I think he's under projected at fourteen. I think you could project him at twenty and not even worry about it against that defense. I, I, he scares me. That's- he said he has better wider. I have better wide receivers. I I will disagree with that, hundred percent, because I think his top two are, they scare me, and <laughs> he's got the stack with Dalton and Olave, and all he has to do is loft it up there a few times. Dalton showed that he could throw multiple interceptions for pick sixes and go full Jameis, and still put up a solid score. I. See, I, 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 am, like I am a little bit worried about Dalton, though, because he can't do that again. Like, he can't, if he throws a pick six, he's getting benched. Jameis is healthy That's now. Right. So, like, his, That's true. his leash is going to be much shorter it's this so time. Short. 
right? But he's playing um, against Vegas. But he's playing so. against Vegas at home, so I'm like, uh, if he can just like make it through the game, I think he'll have a good game. But he could definitely get benched in the second quarter, and then I'm totally screwed. Yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of it could still go off, but at least you know, if if you get eight points from your quarterback, it's really hard to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't adjust my roster right now because I'm waiting for them to rule out. Oh uh, yeah. So that Garoppolo is probably going to get swapped out for uh, Daniel Jones. Okay. And uh, Zeke's probably. I was hoping that he would play with that matchup, but I'm probably going to have to put Henderson in. Yeah. Which doesn't give me any faith, but. Um, or or you could put Miles Sanders in and do something else. Miles Sanders flex. Sanders is in the flex, and I don't. I don't think I want to put. Because Thomas is probably going to be out, which means I'd have to put in Murray or Henderson. I yeah, don't like either true. one of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that, that, I, I just it, it is annoying. Good. It is annoying to wait for someone to be IR eligible so you can make changes to the lineup. I'm I'm got the same situation in, in another league on sleeper. Like, okay, I I know DK Metcalf is not playing this week, but I need you to actually mark him as such so that I can make these changes. Yeah, exactly. I'm counting on it. I picked up, uh, I woke up this morning and saw that uh, my projection had gone down like 10 points. And uh, it's, of course, Lazard got uh, injured and he's out. So I picked up Goodwin. And so I'm also hoping that Metcalf doesn't play. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. But uh, I think you can count on that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, this is a tight matchup. Uh, It's tighter still because Brian's kicker. Uh, did pretty good last night, I think, over projection. And so y'all's uh, actual matchup projections are a little bit tighter than they were before Thursday Night Football. I think Peter had the slight edge uh, as of yesterday by a couple of points. But um, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, Ryan, you you do need this win uh, big time uh, to edge in. I, I don't know. I know you you were talking to me earlier this week about what does playoffs look like potentially for you. Is that a... Uh, an option for you? Do you think you can go on a, a three game run here and get some points for, uh, or are you starting to think about rebuild as well? well I've been in rebuild mode for weeks. Uh, <laughs> but trying then, to, but, but then you've done really well in those yeah. weeks. I think it was like well, after, after week three, you're like, I'm going to blow it all up. And then, you know, like since then you've, you've done pretty well. I think what you're, I mean, you're only one and three in that time, but your points scored is, has been um, right, right there. You know, they just yeah. had some bad luck in the matchups. Yeah. But at the same time, I was telling Seth, like I, I could, if I sneak into the playoffs, it'd be as a five or a six and get some lucky wins. Um, but the, the team is not a championship quality team. So I'm hoping to get into the playoffs because anything can happen when you get there. That's right. But uh, I, I really, don't want to embarrass myself doing a combine drill. That's <laughs> so it's one of those, like I'm kind of doing both. I'm trying to put the best team forward that I can, but also at least get one good keeper for next year. Uh, Cause right, right now I, would, I don't have one that I really am excited about anymore. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm trying to play both sides and, so you let the schedule work out the way it does. Just seems like every time I play somebody, they either put up the highest or second highest score of the week. So it's, it's it, tough to win when that's happening. It is funny the way the league is structured right now because we've got, you know, the, the top six teams have four or five or six wins. 
Um, you know, and, and so that, that would be the, the playoff teams right now. And so then we look at your team and it's like, well, you've got three wins. You're only, you know, one spot out of the playoffs. You're, you know, one game back of playoff teams. So, you know, you're, you're right behind Michael and Seth, you know, you're, you're tied for seventh place, but then because Brock and I are winless, uh, because we have zero wins, there's the seventh through 10th place teams are tied with a three and four record. And then it's a drop from three wins to zero wins for 11th and 12th place. So it's like, even though you're right there, you're one game out of a playoff spot. You're also, you know, teetering right on the edge where it seems like any loss at this point does make it much, much harder for you to get into the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I was thinking like, well, you know, when I was to ask you how you felt about your team, it's like, well, I mean, you're right there, you're in seventh place, but looking at it that way, it's like, well, you're also right there in, in 10th place from, you know, if you look at the last half empty approach. Uh, yeah. So that, that maybe really I wake up a little earlier for the draft the next year. Like that, that's kind of what I'm thinking is maybe I wake up just a little bit earlier. Come in maybe less, we don't, maybe less, we don't go to bed at four, four 30 in the morning. I've done that multiple times and I, I just, I think I slept through the first 30 minutes of the draft. Yeah. We're, we're not young men, fellas. <laughs> it used to be true. It's not anymore. Uh, I, which reminds me of a, a golden shrine that once existed that Peter Elwood made for me. My best friend uh, for life created the, uh, the Halo 2 logo out of a night of binge drinking of cream soda cans. And uh, it was a work of art. It lived on my wall until my wife made me get rid of it when I got married. <laughs> So can't do that anymore. We're not fueled on uh, on that kind of substance anymore. Man, that just sounds miserable now. Right? Like, can you imagine having that much oh sugar? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the diarrhea would just be. Ah, uh, anyway. So I uh, I'm excited about y'all's matchup. We had some we have some weird things happening in our league right now. We've noted that we have not one but two zero and seven teams. That that has to be a, a pretty rare anomaly. Uh, we, somebody said, I think it was, uh, Jared Lorenz said, or maybe it was Chris Windsor said, made a comment about not getting as much squish last week that we could have. And that's definitely true. Uh, there was, I think half of our board could have gone in a direction that would have tightened us up quite a bit. Uh, but I still think that we are on the verge of it because we see, I think that, like I said, Pete's about to potentially win this weekend again, no, uh, can you Please don't that? count those chickens before they're hatched. I'm not. I'm sorry. I think that's what I was trying to say is that no, no disrespect towards Chris or Brian, but also no, uh, no pandering or like overall, oh, you've got this in the bag. I just, you've got my money this week is what I'm saying. Um, and then the, uh, the second factor here is that um, there are some, some regressions that I'm just anticipating happening here. Uh, Jared Fleming is interesting to me because he's six and one. He's one of the monsters in our league, but he has the second fewest, if I'm right, I think Pete confirmed second fewest points against in the league. And so that to me is a regression anomaly that has to happen. Even Jared does not have uh, the, by any means, the greatest. In fact, Brian Kidd, you might be up there with the, the most points against uh, certainly the yes. Charles is as well. And Charles just took a loss last week with a schedule design that, um, I mean, it was, it wasn't even waving the white flag. It was like, 
going out there and laying down under the tank and just letting it roll over and just said, this is it. Uh, and he looks like he's bouncing back. So he's projected for a pretty good uh, win this week. And then you have uh, Chewy Clark, who has really been cranking on points for he frustratingly set the top score last week when I thought I had a, a real potential to run for that $20 cash money, which I think would have been just a nice little moment of redemption for me. I was hoping for it, but uh, when I say redemption, I mean, like, I know it wouldn't have redeemed the entire 2021 season, but it could have come close, maybe. I don't know. No, not at all. You're smiling, Pete. I, I, I mean, what? You'll, you'll get there. You'll, you'll get I know, there. Right? I know. I know. Uh, so uh, there was one more fluky kind of thing, and that is, oh, yes, this week. Uh, it was the matchup. So you mentioned you're coming for Scott. He's three and four after a win last week, but he's up against a, a dominating Jerry Lorenz and his team is pretty ravaged this week. Uh, he has yet to fill a couple of uh, empty spots, but still I don't see a lot of potential for Scott to win this week. So I think we're on the verge of squish based on those things. What do y'all think about that? I think we will see more separation between the have and have nots. Uh, and I, I feel like we, that's what this season's theme has been. There are teams that have and the teams that have not. And I think we'll see more of a separation. So I don't know if it'd be more of a squish. Uh, I think it'll be more of a clear definition between which teams are which, uh, which, which are the contenders and which are the pretenders. What, uh, what do you think, Brian? I, I, I agree with you 100%. It just, there seems like there's, four teams that maybe five that are just going to run away with everything. That's just how I feel. And then the rest of us are just kind of trying to pick up the scraps. Seth, I'm actually including you in that group of four or five. Now that your team's gotten a little healthier uh, and Burroughs taken off. So yeah, I, with him and, and I think it was Derek Henry has, I think the second easiest running back schedule rest of the year. Mm. So yeah, I'm including Seth in that group too. And uh, I think there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be any squish this week. I think it's just the favorites are going to win. And the the only, I think the only matchup that's even projected close is mine. And well, there's, there's three, but I think my, mine and Pete's are the only one that is really close. And that one really doesn't have playoff implications. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. But hey, for, for, for just the league, I don't like seeing winless teams. I'm kind of hoping you and Brock both win this week. And that's maybe it'll push me more towards selling. <laughs> so again, yeah. not pandering. I just know what my team is. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to be uh, a replica of Jared right now. I'll, I'll, I'll just say, we, we, I'll just say we need to get Charles on the podcast yeah. um, and, and find out what exactly he was doing last week. Because yes. uh, you, yeah, you know, like, Seth, like you said, it was not even waving the white flag. It was like the story in the Bible where David wants to kill Bathsheba's husband. And he tells the army, like, hey, go attack. But then everyone else pull back except for Uriah. So that Uriah has to fight everyone on his own uh, on his own and die. And it's like, that's what Charles did. He, he sent Eno Benjamin out there. He's like, this is my one good player. You know, Benjamin put up a good game. Guys, and then everyone else guys, was benched. Where, where is like everyone else was on bye or benched. 
and he scored 60 points. Like DeAndre Hopkins, he's like been waiting all season for Hopkins to play. He plays, it's 14 targets, whatever, but he's on the bench. It's like, what, what are we doing? I mean, if, if you have a playoff record and you're tied with someone else, the tiebreaker is points scored. So you would think, even if you know you're going to lose, you want to score the most points you can. So I don't know. I'm going to think of it as a positive and just think that Charles is out there trying to keep, like, make sure Brock didn't end up with the lowest point scored of the season. Something. I, I think he was just being helpful. I had messaged him uh, the morning of privately just to say, hey, buddy, you know, I know life gets busy. <laughs> let's, let's make sure we set our lineup, sir. <laughs> like uh, I, th- I, I think I think there's some either there was a strategy there that I don't understand or there it really was. I think what I put in the group chat, he's trying to build this narrative of like, guys, I scored 60 points in that week. And now look, I'm coming back. I'm making this playoff run. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I, I, think that's, that's I, I don't, I don't think I, I, I think based on his uh, team orchestration, I, I think he anticipated a low, low because knowing his, his pot commitment to the, yeah. to the bills and the Vikings. And yeah. I, I think that he just was okay with that as a bye week. Like it's his team bye week. So, uh, yeah. Be, well, anyway, back, back to, back to the matchup. Yeah. Um, so Jared got off to a rough start with Rashad Bateman, yeah. uh, in his lineup only had one target. He was not even, I, I don't know if he got injured earlier or what, but he wasn't playing a full complement of snaps even before he was ruled out. So that definitely puts, uh, Fleming behind the eight ball here. Um, but the rest of his team, I think, looks pretty good um, this week. Uh, I like a lot of his matchups. You know, he's got Pollard, who's now going to start with Zeke out. That's a great spot. He's got Christian McCaffrey now going to get more snaps in San Francisco. He's got Jonathan Taylor, who looks like he's healthy in a great matchup at home against Washington. Nick Chubb at home against Cincinnati. I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, the, except for Bateman, this would be a week where it's like, the, you know, Fleming's going to blow the roof off here with uh, some of his scores. But then, you know, Charles has the same situation uh, for him in a lot of spots as well. Um, his team fully healthy, uh, it seems like, for the most part. And um, so uh, this will this will be a tight one. I, I, I think I think it's even tighter than, like, right now it's showing an eight-point difference. I think it's still even tighter than that, even with Fleming getting the zero from Bateman. Yeah, I agree. Well, good uh, yeah. recap on that. It's going to be fun. Brian, what are your thoughts? I, I would. I don't want to regurgitate everything Pete said, but <laughs> I think the the Bateman do zero does put Jared behind the uh, the eight ball, and I, I don't think there's a scarier trio of wide receivers right now in our league than Jefferson, Diggs, and Hopkins, mm. and and they all have great matchups this week. Uh, really good matchups, actually, and. I, I I would be surprised if Charles didn't score 200. Hmm. Wides are kind of a situation right now across our league and the NFL in general. And uh, when you're hot, you're hot and he's hot. So uh, I am excited for that. I had one more question, Brian, for you. And that is okay. how did, how did you, or is it sleeper? Uh, or is it your, uh, you found a way to do this. Hey, I noticed that your players have nicknames like Jimmy G oh, has a nickname in yeah. Ezekiel Smellia. And I'm like, that's awesome. How did you, did you do that? Or is that built in? So you, you click the little, uh, the settings thing next to your team name. 
on your team page. Okay. And uh, on the desktop, it immediately lets you put nicknames in. And uh, on the app, you just press player. Uh, oh, I think it's right there. There it information. is. Yeah. And then you just change the nicknames. I, I love it. I have fun with it. Um, I play kind of, I have two leagues on sleeper and one of them is, uh, let's just say a little more, more vulgar. Sure. <laughs> and so some of the nicknames are different. So I just play to the audience on those. Uh, but it, it makes me, uh, makes me happy. So instead of changing my team name all the time to be a player pun, I like just giving the players themselves nicknames. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. And the more, you know, I learned something. Yeah, and today. It, Gets the uh, get the gets the stress out when they have a really bad game. Yeah. Well, good. Well, here's the situation. I'm pulling for you guys collectively. Um, I have a leaning I've already shared, but it's a good matchup. I'm excited, Pete. I I do want you to uh, to have that that win. There was a part of me there for a, a stretch that uh, wanted you to suffer, and uh, I I feel like uh, you've done a good job shouldering that and uh now i just want to see you uh this is just a weird thing i'm now more curious how how far a man who's genuinely trying how deep into a season can that man get (laughs) without a win i i want to know i want to know statistically i want to know so looking forward to that um peter has put out the call to get uh charles on the air once again we want to investigate what was uh he thinking about last week we also want to know uh, what is moving down there uh, in down the line in the future. And I'm going to put out the call that we get Brock on the air because I want to know if he's in the toilet bowl uh, effort as much as Pete is. So I'm, I'm calling you out, both of you guys out right now. In fact, it might be a good idea to have you both on the air at the same time because as uh, Brian just uh, was uh, referring to in terms of cleanliness, having Charles on to balance out Brock, that may help us a long way. Uh, in terms of you got you know the the sensor button ready, but also Charles being the most respectable human being I've ever encountered, uh, that might be a nice uh, uh, tandem there. So I want to see both of you guys on TNR is what I'm saying. Pete, any closing keep the, thoughts? Keep the, keep the equilibrium there in the, uh, the, the balance in the universe. Yeah, actually, one more. I, I just looked into next week, and Pete, you know, I said I was rooting for you. But I think I'm going to change that because I just noticed you and Brock play next week, and it might be kind oh, of interesting that. to see two O teams uh, go head to head and see see if you guys can end with a tie. Wow, we'd have to come <laughs> up with a new name for that bowl like that. That would be unfounded. I I, I have now flip flopped. I am now rooting for the O and eight bowl. That <laughs> that <laughs> is that is interesting. Yeah. Well, that will that will be something. At least, uh, at least we know not not both of us to not finish the season with us. So. Unless, unless we were to quickly vote into the bylaws that a, a game won with less than total sixty points scored is not a win. It's just a, uh, we we override it. If I see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> really feels like a twist of the knife in an already dead body. <laughs> I didn't mean to didn't mean to push you over the edge there, Pete. But oh. that, that completely changed my outlook on uh, everything. No, so no, that's, 
So I am going all in on this week for the W. Here uh, anybody who listens to this, please trade me your good players for one week rentals. <laughs> yeah, I offered you. I offered you a good player. So ah, I'll take Daniel Jones this week. Fair enough. Twisting the knives on the greatest fantasy football league in the world. This is this podcast. I'm Peter Ellis. That's Brian Kidd. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.